Big Finish for the love of stories. You're listening to the Big Finish podcast, release date the 3rd of April 2022. I can't uh, blame the others for opting out. Another bumpy ride from those looking things. It's not that. You know what happened before. Tanya died in the future. Which we came back and prevented. I think. I just need to do the same again on a different scale. I'm Benji Clifford, he's Nick Briggs, and you've just entered the audio drama world of Big Finish, and you'll be joining thousands of listeners and all for the love of stories. (gasps) Wow. In a moment, Benji and I will be chatting about, you know, stuff. (sighs) following that the good review guide this week it's cicero the crossroads that legal eagle of ancient rome finds himself caught between two enemies the year julius caesar returned from spain then we're off behind the scenes with the fourth and final box set in the acclaimed award-winning eight doctor series stranded Paul McGann stars with a whole host of companions, including Nicola Walker and Colin Baker, assuming the mantle of the curator. I'm Colin Baker. I'm playing the curator. Following that, dropping into your ear inbox is <laughs> listeners' email. I like that ear inbox. It's listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com, promising questions and comments to delight us all. <gasps> oh, I'm already delighted. <sighs> In our also available segment, we leap back in time again, this time to celebrate a bit of Second Doctor goodness as he faces a horde of Cybermen in the ISOS network, starring Fraser Hines and Wendy Padbury. I'm Fraser Hines and I play uh, the Second Doctor, played by Patrick Troughton. Then the randomoid Selectatron will once again be giving you a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. It's as simple and chaotic as that. Chaos, I tell you. Yes. Welcome aboard the Space Cruiser Theseus. Then we polish off this sumptuous podcast repast, or nosh-up, with a free 15-minute drama tease from Stranded Volume 4, Crossed Lines, by Matt Fitton. The proverbial penny is making its descent. As I say, you've no idea how many of us there might be. Fitton. Futon. Sorry, Matt. I don't mean to make fun of your name. I just went a bit strange then. Nice chap, Matt. Lovely man. Lovely man. Not a bad word to say about him. Always a pleasure. Has a writer's brain as well. Always thinking of ideas. It's really interesting. You can say something and you can see him go, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I have to remember that, yeah. Yeah, you Matt, would you like a cup of tea? Uh, yeah, cup That'd of be tea. interesting, yeah. Dr. Lance in an enormous cup of tea. Primordial soup. Um, <laughs> primordial tea. Um, love it. No, lovely chap. Uh, very excited to share Stranded with the World. Uh, lovely box set. Had a blast on that one. Bittersweet as well. I always get sad when, when the last... When we get to box set four of, yeah. of, of a range, as it were, and it's just, yeah, you think, oh... It's, it's yeah no more stranded endings are always sad i think they are know? or this... significant even if they're not you know terribly sad sad endings there is there's something moving about them isn't there because endings in our lives are few and far between and the ultimate ending we don't actually remember <laughs> well these are you know the, I, I think them is like 
each release you do, especially a box set, is kind of an era of, of what you do in, in, in your work. And this is one that's obviously incredibly poignant to me yeah. because it's COVID-based. It's kind of, we were all at home, so were these characters. I was I was in lockdown working on, you know, not this specific box set, but on one of these I would have been. And yeah. you end up living with these characters. You you share a space with them because you're you see them every day and you're working with them so it's a very yeah it's you you become quite emotionally connected i think that's a really interesting point you make there that reminds me of something i think i've probably said before that when i edited sword of orion you know uh, and i'd got on with india fisher really well when we were doing the recording but then she was her voice was in my flat for a couple of months and so, you know, and I arranged to meet up with her for a drink. And I remember her being slightly taken aback about the way I was talking to her because I clearly felt I knew her more <laughs> than I actually did. And so it took a while for us to sort of reach the same levels of expectation of friendship. You know what I mean? You do because you, because you, you, you know, especially it's a lonely job, sound design, because yeah. it kind of has to be. You have to kind of be on your own because if people are nattering to you, uh, you can't hear what other people are doing, so you you do sort sort of form a bond with the with the voices, and you get you know the in, you end up learning the intricacies of somebody's the way in which somebody speaks, their yeah. mannerisms, their habits, uh, and so you yeah you 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 build a profile, I suppose, really. Yes, it's. I remember once you know because I, I did the music for um, Countermeasures, mm. but. I don't think I'd ever been to a recording. And then very, the, the, in the last few, they did a Dalek story, didn't they? And so yes. I went in to be the Daleks for it. And I was sort of like, hi to everyone. And they, you know, they didn't know me. They didn't know me. Of course well, they you, didn't. But you, but you knew them. You know, it's, it's, it's that. weird, isn't it? And I was very, I was saying, oh, guys, I've been doing the music. And they're oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's a strange it's a strange phenomenon but I guess that's the same thing it's like with Big Finish Day coming up you're going to find people the good thing about Big Finish Day is you see a lot of people that aren't necessarily always on the convention circuit so you see yeah. a lot of different faces so of course with things like Big Finish Day you're going to get a lot of people going up to, to people who are not normally exposed to the convention thing and they're going to realise there are people that, that are more familiar with them and their work and listen an awful lot to them and they realise and they're going to go oh Oh, you remember that? Oh, that's so not you know, people. It's it's a very unique thing having yeah. our listenership, and I think it's I think it's a really nice thing. I think it's really nice that you know we we can we can get to know people through their voice. Yeah, lovely, wholesome, wholesome. There we go. <laughs> well, we'll keep Aren't this we? we'll keep this podcast nice and wholesome. It's time now for the good review guide. Uh, finding the latest positive comments about Big Finish Productions to help recommend them for you. And as promised this week, we're looking at Cicero, The Crossroads. From Big Finish Productions, Big Finish Originals. Cicero, The Crossroads. It was the year of the consuls, Metellus and Afranius. The year Julius Caesar returned from Spain. In a few hours, I'll be entering Rome as a civilian. What about your triumph? Oh, sod the triumph. I want to be consul. You think power rests with men like my sister's husband or your friend, Cicero. Marcus Tullius saved Rome from Catiline. Marcus Tullius is a murderer. Now look here. He killed those men without trial, watched as they were murdered. You sound as if you're planning an armed insurrection. 
Wake up! Wake up! Everyone, get out! <coughs> Quickly! There's a fire! You have to get out of here! Quintus! <coughs> no. I honestly thought there would be a day when we had no worries. A day when you would retire from public life and, and we could simply enjoy one another's company. Men like me never retire. <gasps> oh, I know that. I only wish I'd known it sooner. Big Finish. We love stories. Just go to bigfinish.com and type crossroads into the search pane and you'll find Benny and all the gang in there. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it's a crossy joke. It's a crossy joke. Um, yeah, just put that in the search pane at the top to journey back into the intrigues of ancient Rome. First up, glamadelaide.com.au. Rodney Avatin says, This is highly recommended for people who would be interested in hearing an audio drama from Big Finish, but are not necessarily science fiction fans. Well, you, you're wrong. This one is all about when Cicero invented a rocket. Um, <laughs> bit of poetic license. No. Um, and it's, we've got four uh, stars there. It could yeah. be that... that the toe uh, stubbing. Yeah, Rodney's tripped over or, or, or trod on a bit of Lego or something. I think um, that's it, yeah. We'll never know. We'll it's never nice know. of Rodney to let us know about the Lego incident. Every little helps. We are cult.rocks, Bryn Mitchell. I am hopeful this isn't the... Lo- oh, I forgot to give a mark for Glam Adelaide there. I think I'd give, I would give that five stars. Wouldn't we all? Wouldn't out we of all? four. Uh, sorry, uh, back back to Bryn Mitchell. Um, I am hopeful this isn't the last we hear of this excellent cast who clearly get on so well. And indeed, the excellent team of director Scott Hancock and writer David Llewellyn. An excellent slice of historical drama. I always like the use of the word slice, Mm. so this gets 10 out of 10 from me. And now venturing through the portal of the Twitter scope. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I put put my hand over my mouth to make it just go bong. It's like someone sort of say, hold on, I can do animal noises, and they sort of get that hat, and they go, woof. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's uncanny. That was a dog inside a cardboard box. Remarkable. Um, Grantos Fandango here on Twitter says, Listen to Big Finish production of Cicero Crossroads. This is an absolutely fantastic production oh, and good. a very suitable continuation of the previous release. Samuel Barnett is a very strong lead. Mm-hmm. Someone who has an interest in this period of history, it hits the mark. Ow! Oh. Sorry, sorry, Mark. Sorry. Yeah, don't hit Mark. Um, and there's, he's done a little clapping <laughs> emoji there, which is nice. And as as uh, someone you know who trained for stage acting, I, I appreciate a bit of applause. So, Grand Dos Fandango, um, that's definitely, I would say, uh, ten claps. <laughs> ten claps. There we go. Ten claps in a. Ten claps of, of a whistle's fruit bat. There we go. That's exactly what that's I, you it, took the words it? out of my brain. Oh, well, you know me. The wonderful Justin. Bi- I was waiting for you to say sorry. I realise it's my go. It's your <laughs> I go. Why Nick. you were looking at me quizzically? So. <laughs> You're going to speak. Oh, it's me. Uh, Justin B. Quinnick says, "I loved the Cicero series and the thrilling Tartarus, and now the Crossroads is a great trip back from one of my favourite non-Doctor Who big finish series." Uh, at day and uh, David Llewellyn, a master of intriguing character drama and intellectual riveting scripts. Uh, that's intellectual riveting. 
that's quite sounds quite painful, doesn't it? Not, like, not to be like, confused with with those really clever frogs who do intellectual ribbiting. <laughs> ribbit, ribbit, ribbit. Oh, very yes, good. very good. Yes, yes. Yeah. In the, it's, you know, like the rivets they put in the the hulls of old <laughs> ships. Imagine yeah. those intellectually inserted. Anyway, expanding the. <laughs> Expanding this rich world beautifully once again. Ugh. What are you giving it? Oh, a, a picnic in a hamper. <laughs> Lovely. Lovely. <laughs> what more do you want? Exactly. Well, um, I think Justin will be very happy with that. Well, a metaphorical one... picnic, obviously. <laughs> oh, well, of course. Not shelling out any cash. Well, especially if it contains perishables by the time it well, gets yeah. there. It it's like bribery be... after the fact. You can't. You can't give presents to reviewers can you <laughs> it's like you're bribing them to to um you know give you another good review mm. starting to sound like a good idea yeah yeah have some <laughs> have some gold i'll send you some gold bullion and <laughs> um, we got one here from carl will four two six oh one three three seven um don't know what voice that was, I was desperate um, to find a reference to gold from uh revenge of the cybermen gold gold no no gold gold in vulgar <laughs> The planet of gold. Um, the planet of people inside of cardboard box. annihilated, vaporised. It is good. It is good. Uh, the Crossroads is another fantastic Cicero release from Big Finish, written oh. by David Llewellyn. Uh, love a bit of Roman history. And Llewellyn uh, strikes a great balance between the big events and normal daily Roman life. Oh. That's right. You see, somebody could get stabbed in the back one minute and the Romans sit and have a cup of tea the next. You just don't know. I don't think they had tea, did they? No. No, I suppose they didn't really. When was tea invented? Um, in the year... Uh, probably not that long ago, to be fair. Well, it depends well, what Last Wednesday, you mean? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, it depends <laughs> what type of tea, isn't it, really? When uh. was... When was because Japanese tea was yeah. a thing, isn't it? and mint tea in, in the uh, in the Sahara. Oh, when was I, tea discovered? Oh, okay, two thousand seven hundred and thirty-seven BC. The story of tea begins in China. According to a legend, in 2737 BC, the Chinese Emperor Shen Nung was sitting beneath a tree whilst his servant boiled drinking water. Then some leaves from the tree blew Uh. into the water. Yeah, (laughs) my foot. My foot. Yeah, we wouldn't want your foot in the boiling water either, would you? Apparently, tea's uh, a bit cheesy. Shen Nung, a renowned herbalist, decided to try the infusion that his servant had accidentally created. And the rest, Nicholas is history <laughs> and that is an article according to t.co.uk which which might i add is a fantastic url yeah I'm, it's weird that they put my name in the article anyway <laughs> at, at ploppy le chien says cicero the crossroads at scott hancock and at david llewellyn that is uh bring ancient i was just trying to read his twitter handle and, and failing that's what i'm ancient saying ancient t Bring ancient tea to life in this superb series. It's X out of X. You see, he's done a Roman uh, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's like obviously, it. it was ancient Rome, not ancient tea. And, but, I mean, from what you say, there, there could have been tea in ancient Rome. I guess there was. It was invented was early enough. There, You tea can't discover tea. Yeah, what do you think? They sort of were digging a hole and found a bag of tea, PG I say, tins. Yeah. <laughs> I say. Here we go. Here's an article um, from Ask Historians on Reddit. So who knows? Um, At first, I was sure the answer was no. I've never come across any examples of Romans drinking something akin to tea or coffee. 
what the Romans did drink quite often was wine. But alas, uh, alcohol isn't really a stimulant, right? That's what it says there. Whatever that means. Okay, thank you. That was interesting. That was from a historian there. Oh, yes, I know him. (laughs) (laughs) He's always round here, you know. Yes. A historian. Well, that's it for the reviews this week. <laughs> like history themselves, they are now in the past. And we move forward. Next time we'll be talking about Lady Christina Series 2, Return of the Tea. No, we won't. It's not Return <laughs> of the Tea, but it is It is uh, Lady Christina. Christina. Oh, love it. Uh, now is the bit where I get to say... Still to come on the podcast. Uh, still to come on the podcast, of course. Listeners' emails sent to podcast at bigfinish.com and are also available segment featuring the second Doctor in the ISOS network. But first, let us delve behind the scenes with the eighth Doctor adventures, Stranded Four, Crossed Lines. I'm Colin Baker. I'm playing the curator. Do sit down. <sighs> So rare to get a table. We're giving up. Staying here till the void arrives. I am. You're going to the buffet car soon. Just time for a story first. What? Well, I thought the curator was just that rather odd character played by Tom, and we were never quite sure what that was about, but now he's been given an identity, so he's he's clearly what happens to pensioned off doctors so there's a we've now got 13 or 14 possible curators which is going to be fun isn't it and they'll find another thing after that there'll be the i don't know the the caretaker uh, the one who looks after the curators <laughs> the possibilities are endless but it's lovely i like the idea of someone who's kind of on the edges the the doctors in there you know where the action is the idea of, you know, someone who's got very light strings that he can pull to change things. I, I rather like the the creation. And uh, it's been quite fun to nearly work with the Eighth Doctor. We overlapped a little. And, um, yeah, I, I, I've enjoyed it. I think I've uh, got the measure of what was required. I don't know. That's for others to say. I'm Paul McGann, Doctor Number Eight. I watched for a while. Eventually, I called over. There were hundreds of them. Thousands. They're all dying. Surely there's no point. There are so many, you can't possibly help them all. The hermit stopped and looked kindly at the boy. It's true. I can't save them all. But even if I help just one to survive, to that creature, to that one life. It is everything in the universe. In all the years I've known Colin, I think that's the first time, I mean, aside from we did the five-ish Doctor's thing, Peter's thing uh, for David Telly, that's the first time we've actually ever worked together. Uh, so that's a real... <laughs> it was kind of great, wasn't it? It, was, uh, it felt like a privilege, you know, and, and um, kind of timely. He was good, wasn't he? When you meet and you spend time with the other doctors, is there a sort of a shared bond in something you've all been through? Yeah, there was right from the off, I've got to say. I mean, I started to spend 
I mean, with McCoy, who I knew anyway before I started working on Doctor Who, that was a privilege, you know, to, for when we shot the, the TV pilot, of course McCoy was there. But then I met, over the preceding years, you know, because by dint of doing the shows, and I met the others. But right from the off, it was, you know, we, we, one always felt, one, you know, you were allowed in, but it, we were all equals, you know, in the best sense, you know, and we'd travel around and we'd do these things. And, we became friends, you know. It, it is how it looks, how it appears. You know, we uh, we kind of rely on each other, we respect each other, and there's, a, there's quite a bit of love there, I think. Oh, don't worry about me. I'm barely tethered to any reality. I've lost count of the number of times I've ceased to exist. Now go! Over the seats and out the door! Uh, he has different imperatives. He's on the outside looking in. The Doctor's inside the action. The curator isn't. He's he's on the outside with the gift of a little more sight uh, of the timeline than the than the Doctor who's trapped in the timeline, his own timeline anyway. Um, and the curator isn't. So the curator is calmer, gentler, unfazed by um, the the Doctor's irritation by him unfazed by most things, unfazed by his own ephemeral nature. He's a, a calmer, quieter, and in a sense, in a maturity sense, older entity than the Doctor. Hello, um, my name is Nicola Walker and I play Livchenko. See the vortex patterns drained and washed out? The vortex, that's what's inside that frame. Well, think of it as a window onto the health of the universe. It has been very sick indeed for quite a while. I'm seeking a cure. You sound like a doctor. No, my dear. A cure eater. <laughs> That's three doctors I've worked with now. And you know what's most interesting is that although, obviously, they are very different actors, they're very different people, but you really do go with the whole concept of moving in some sense with the same entity. Somehow there is something by which they are all connected. I, I can't really explain it. So it feels very natural that you are, yes, I'm speaking to Colin's version, but it is still the Doctor. I don't know how to explain. <laughs> That's very badly explained. Oh, Nicholas. I mean, Nicholas, an actress I've never worked with before and have always admired. She's one of that rare breed, someone who is... She has a, a way of using the language that isn't quite the same way as other people use it, and it works brilliantly. Um, so you always know when you see her name against a character, it's going to be interesting. And uh, it was nice to be able to work with her for once. And it's great because they're piloting the ship quite literally when you do these stories. So you always feel very, very safe. I felt, you know... I, You've got Colin. You feel safe in the scenes. You know he he guides them and leads them, and it, it always I I love the scenes whenever you know you got got the Doctor around because you're never quite sure what they're going to do. You know they know what they're doing, so they can actually um, be very very free in the way they play the scenes, which makes it really good fun. Just go to bigfinish.com and type "stranded" into the search pane to discover all four volumes of Stranded. All four, amazing. It's interesting, isn't it? We've got crossed lines, and also we were talking about the crossroads. There's a cross theme, isn't there? This is a cross, and yeah, yeah. 
This has been our cross to bear. This is the cross to bear. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, time now for listeners' emails. Well, you don't need to have a cross to, uh, to send an email. You don't even need to eat a, a hot cross bun. No. You don't have to cross the road. Or be cross. Um, or be cross or be at cross purposes. All you need to do <laughs> is sit and send an email to podcast at bigfinish.com. It's as simple as that, Simon. You are a poet, Benji. Thank you. I didn't know it. Thank you very much. Oh, ho, 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 ho. The words flow uh, from you like wine from a fine Roman bottle. Like tea from a teapot. Oh. I thought you were uh, going to say, by the way, earlier when he said he was boiling some water and someone poured some tea in from the tree. And that was it. <laughs> just some, no, just a tea bag just drops down. <laughs> Good grief. <laughs> it was the holy tea bag of Antioch. There's yeah. just some black. Uh, hold on a minute. Do you want some milk with that? I got some sugar up on that branch up there, but I might have to climb. And, I, and I'm, I'm only wearing a loincloth, you see. So don't look. It's a bit look, revealing. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah. I wouldn't look if I don't were you. Look. Don't look. Oh That's, dear, that uh, inspires so many anecdotes that I can't um, divulge on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, pro- probably best, probably it's, best. Yes, it is. Well, Adam Graham's here uh, with uh, honours for the Good Review Guide. Mm. Uh, dear Nick and Benji, on a recent podcast, you mentioned that the Good Review Guide was multi-award winning but then retracted as you hadn't submitted it for any actual awards. <laughs> uh, of course, uh, there are a lot of awards out there, many of them quite obscure. Yeah. And as premier creators of audio dramas, you couldn't possibly have time to submit the podcast segment for all awards that they could submit for. And who else would take the time to submit for an award on your behalf? Yeah, yeah. Well... Good thing I'm around. Uh, here we go. Uh, oh, I submitted the segment to the secret golden loyal order of mathematicians, who, upon reviewing three months' worth of reviewers' ratings, your revised ratings of the ratings and your rating of the ratings, both original and revised, awarded the Good Review Guide its gold medal for mathematical illogi- <laughs> illogicality. Amazing. Uh, ah. You can wear that star with pride, Nick. Uh, I'm advised that a judge did suffer a herniated disc whilst trying to chart the ratings, which is almost unheard in the field of mathematics. Ah, marvellous. So proud. Uh, Your segment was also honoured by the Greater Toledo Association of Broadcast Advertisers. Uh, Not very well known internationally or nationally, but prestigious in Toledo, Ohio or Greater Toledo area, whatever that is. Um, I think there was a car, wasn't there, called a Triumph Toledo? Um, There might have been. um, Though really among broadcast advertisers in the area. They found your friendly demeanour and witty and winsome manner in the segment Delightful and awarded you the Bill Goodwin Award, which was named after a 1940s and 50s announcer and commercial spokesman who did in-story advertisement for sponsors such as Coffee, soap, evaporated milk, hopefully tea. Um, they hasten to add, of course, their job is a bit easier as big Finnish audio dramas are more entertaining than evaporated milk. That's true. Well, can we put, can not, we slap that on a... Yeah, on a, that's the uh, new yeah. tagline, isn't it? More entertaining than evaporated milk. Big Finnish. I should think so too. Um, this oh, may be says- something to use in marketing materials. There we go. Well, Adam, you're on the money. Um, 
give this man a job. Um, I hope these awards make their way to the UK through the normal postal processes and are soon added to the Good Review Guide's growing and substantial shelf of rewards. Yes, every minute it gets bigger. We got yes. the National Stepping on Lego Awards last week and we're going for the PG Tips uh, medal um, any moment now. For tree pouring. Uh, the tree pouring n- naked loincloth man awards. Um, uh, <laughs> best- don't, don't look up. <laughs> I wouldn't if I were you. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> best rewards and keep up with the good work. Adam Graham, freelance award submitter, whether you want it or not. <laughs> uh, P.S. The award societies and all other matters are fictitious, except for the existence of Mr. Goodwin. I've got a friend called Mr. Goodwin. Um, he was superb and a delight. I'd rather hear, hear him sell soap than listen to most comedians these days. I thought you'd say, I'd rather hear him sell soap than listen to Big Finish. I'm like, right, <laughs> send the dogs. Um, that said, some people say I'm too susceptible to advertising. Not sure I buy that. Hey! Wonderful. Adam wonderful. Graham, you've cheered us up. I mean, not that we were particularly miserable, but it was Excelled yourself. Excelled yourself. Amazing, amazing. Now, our good old favourite is next up, Nissa McKinnon. I say old. I don't think she's that old. <laughs> Hi there. Where I would like to be. Do you remember we put that question to listeners? We did, yeah. Good morning, everyone, including Nick and Benji. I hope you are having a wonderful spring. When I was in your country five years ago, I found it warmer than I expected. I had packed for northern Canada spring. I hope you are having good weather in these times. Well, it's variable. I mean, it's very sunny at the moment here, but absolutely freezing cold. It's snowing very mildly here. Oh, yesterday um, we had snow, rain, hail, uh, wind, and sun. It was just yes, like I, I was. I was weather. out in it all, Nick. I was yeah, out in oh, it all. I saw you um, tweet it was about not, it. It was not pleasant, I'll tell you that. Uh, anyway, that's the weather forecast. Um, as, as to your question, uh, on TV we said, you know, where would you like to live in, in a fictional environment? Uh, so on TV... Nissa would like to live on Moonbase Alpha. That's yeah, good. very good. Yeah. Why not? Good title sequence. Uh, in the book, The Forgotten Realms. Do you know The Forgotten Realms? I do know The Forgotten Realms, but I'm more acquainted with Pathfinder, which it says but after I that. I would also say. take Pathfinder, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pathfinder's more my, my cup of tea. It's that, um, like prepping. the role-playing game, Pathfinder. Yeah, pre- yeah. Prepping, prepping for that at the moment, actually. Um, mm. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. There Movie, Star Trek... Star Trek 2 and Star Trek Star Trek 2 to Star Trek 6 era. Okay. I take the, that. The strap across uniform thing with a little tag. Yeah, I have top. to say I think that is that and the original Star Trek are it's like my favorite. That's my sweet spot. I love oh, that. But I take Star Trek 1 as well. I like that film. Yeah, it's not a great and the outfits are a bit crummy. Damn. But um but I do love all the visual effects. I love all the the funky psychedelic stuff and that bit where mr spock arrives on the bridge is superb yeah i just saw that again randomly the other day because it was being shown on film four and i thought oh it's that bit i like that bit yeah it's very good when <laughs> I, he's, I like, I like when that he, bit i like that bit i do uh when he, he he's just so emotionless isn't he because he's lost any tinge of his human-like personality it just he just turns up as completely yeah well, meanwhile everybody else they're all being humans the, are yeah. ecstatic to see him. Yeah. They're Not ecstatic film. he decided to do the movie because he wasn't going to. <laughs> and then and then subsequently did them all. Did for, ended up directing as well, yeah. 
They all had a, they all had a go. That was, that was my favourite thing. It's like, all right, there, you you can do it this time. Then all right. They really wow, took the mickey out of um, William Shatner directing. They said he was so worried about overrunning that he did all his directing really quickly. He said, and they're all going to do run down there. And they go, sorry, Bill, we didn't hear you. So it, 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 it took twice as long because he had to keep repeating everything. Anyway, uh, Nissa finishes off her um, email by saying thank you kindly for the entertainment. Nissa, you are so welcome. Absolutely. Absolutely. Some good choices there. Mm, nice. I'm with you, Nissa. I'm with you. Um, finally, we got one here from um, Philip and Dwayne. Here we go. I had to scan down, you see, to see who it was from. Mm. Uh, hey there, Nick and Benji. Or should I say, hi there. Um, <laughs> this may not be appropriate to do, and I fully understand if not. But on Thursday, the sirens of time... Uh, on Thursday, the Sirens of Audio will release our 100th episode with yeah. special guest star Colin Baker. So that Come would have been last Thursday when you're hearing this, I think. Yeah. So it's, it's already happened, but go Something. check it out. Go check it out. Uh, Philip and Dwayne are lovely guys as well, so it's even even more so worth going. And Colin, of course. Uh, not sure whether you can give a shout out. We just did. Yeah. Um, I think you know that we are only positive about the work. Big finish. Uh, not saying that we we like everything, but we don't talk about that. Uh, <laughs> seek to support the creation of excellent drama. Oh yeah, excellent. loads loads of really good interviews as well. They do yeah. definitely, definitely. There was even uh, one over, with me, you know, so sorry and, about And that. me, and me. Did, and you. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. Blimey. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll find anybody. Um, was it a fun experience? It was lovely, yeah. yeah. Absolute, absolutely pleasant. Um, over 100 episodes, we have been blessed that a huge number of people have said and keep saying yes to coming on. Aside from your good selves, Jason Hay Gallery and Gary Russell, we have had companions such as Peter Purvis, uh, Katie Manning, Louise Jameson, Janet Fielding, Bonnie Langford, Sophie Aldred, Tom Price, uh, recast companions such as Sadie Miller, Elliot Chapman, John Colshaw, and new ones such as Joe Sims and Jane Slavin, and Tim Trelaw, our third doctor. Mm-hmm. Throw in most of the Liberator crew, more writers and creatives than you can shake a stick at, and wonderful directors. Well, I'm exhausted thinking about it. That noise is me shaking a stick. That was very good. (laughs) From the tree. Um, But I fully understand if it's not appropriate. That's fine. Uh, It's fine. It's fine. fine. Uh, Thanks, guys. Love your work. For the love of stories, Philip and Dwayne check them out they're lovely lovely guys great podcast what more do you want it's amazing and they're so on brand by giving the the new uh, tagline there for the love of stories yeah no I think absolutely worth worth a a plug there since you've plugged our stuff so thank you thank you I haven't written any script for this bit but I remember it from previous weeks is that's um uh, the end of the emails for this week but uh, there'll be more next time and don't forget send them to podcast at bigfinish.com it's never too late to start emailing the big finish podcast it's never too early either no it's never on time or <laughs> off The Ranoid Selectron is now vibrating beneath us like a wayward central heating boiler, <laughs> making ready to deliver a 25% discount on a randomly selected Big Finish release. Very exciting. 
But before that, it's time for Also Available this week, an early adventures Doctor Who story that I had a lot of fun working on. The second Doctor battles the Cybermen in the ISOS network. Hello, I'm Nick Briggs, and I'm the writer and director of the ISOS network. I think we should explore. But what if there are Cybermen here, Doctor? Uh, Well, we should just have to be uh, very careful, shan't we? Now, come along. It's a lovely day and uh, let's enjoy the sunshine and see what we can find. I was very keen to write an early adventure, particularly a second Doctor one, because Patrick Troughton is my favourite Doctor. And a while back, when Fraser and Wendy were in doing Legend of the Cybermen, I shed a tear of nostalgia when they started acting together. That period for me, you know, when I was a little slip of a lad. <laughs> I don't know, it's something, isn't it? When you get to a certain age, you know, when you're in your 50s, remembering those joyous moments from your childhood. I'm Fraser Hines and I play uh, the second Doctor, played by Patrick Troughton and Jamie McCrimmon. And you think these Cybermen might be here now? Uh, the survivors of that fleet, yes. I, I'm very much afraid so, Captain. It would explain the disappearance of your colony. Because the Cybermen reproduce by converting humanoids into Cybermen. You think that's what they've done to the entire colony population? Well, I'm sorry to say that it's a distinct possibility. It was a very long script, and I thought we'd be here for about three weeks, but we got through it very, very quickly. Because I think when Wendy and I worked together, we sort of zapped through it, and of course we've had a great follow-up cast as well. Could we just try the, uh, the last page in a bit again, please? Jamie, we don't know how long this lift has been out of service. Perhaps just put a a, a foot inside first, just to test. Well, I'm the lightest. I'll try. No, wait. Sorry, wait. Oh, well, that seems to be perfectly fine, doesn't it? Yes. There's a control panel here, Doctor. Hop in and I'll press one of the buttons and see where... Doctor! I'm always amazed that with Wendy, she walks into that booth and... uh, you know, her voice going from, hello, Gov, suddenly <laughs> suddenly goes, oh, Doctor, I don't think it's the ecological flounder. Her little voice goes straight up, and it's, uh, if we're doing a scene and she has a speech, I sort of just sit back on my chair, and I close my eyes, and it's, it's her in a little sort of long leather suit all those years ago. Hello, my name's Wendy Padbury, and I play Zoe Harriet. What I love about Fraser in Big Finish is he does a brilliant Doctor. And I was listening to him today, and every time... Actually, I think he gets better and better. How he talks to himself as a narrator, Jamie and the Doctor, all on the same page, I do not know. But he seems... uh, The more he does, the more he slips easily into it. And I love watching his movements, because when he does the Doctor particularly, he does all Pat's movements, and I can see him out of the corner of my eye in the box. I think it was all down to Nigel Fares, who directed the Helicon Prime. Because originally, I, when I did it with him, I did the first three pages, just the Doctor being kind of a Doctor voice. And then he said, I'm just going to listen to that back. And I looked at the script, and I started to read it as though Patrick. And Nigel came through my earphones. Fraser, Fraser, you sound like Patrick Trout. And I said, well, that's what I, I do that when I'm talking about Patrick, saying, look at the size of that thing, Jamie. Oh, yes, it is a big one. I should just do the first three pages again with that voice. So I did it, and he went, keep it like that. So it's his fault. So um, good for him. Very often, it does get pretty technical and because Zoe was an astrophysicist she tends to get the bulk of the 
of the cleverness. And um, for me, as I'm not an astrophysicist, I find that very confusing sometimes, difficult to lift off the page. I love Fraser and Wendy, you know, I've known them for a few years now and my working relationship with them is, is very easy, you know, we've chatted a lot and um, yeah, it's joyous really. And uh, everyone's uh, a lot of fun, there's uh, Kieran who turns out to be a proper Doctor Who fan was doing a scary impersonation of the cyber controller without any kind of electronic assistance. Uh, that was a joy to behold. <laughs> My name is Kieran Hodgson and I'm playing Alam and Hilsey. All of us here were Isons from Isos. A planet called Isos? Yes, we were a thriving colony of Isos. Then the Cybermen came. I grew up without a doctor, which is strange. I think I, I was born in 1988, so they, they just kind of cancelled it just as I arrived on the scene. And then Paul McGann, I suppose, would be the only thing that I had as a kid, as a doctor. But I watched UK Gold repeats of classic stories, Doctor Who Omnibus, on a Saturday and Sunday morning. I would get up at quarter to six on Saturday, come downstairs, plonk myself in front of the telly and watch three hours of um, Genesis of the Daleks or um, The Mask of Mandragora and that kind of thing. So I feel that I have a very weirdly skewed Doctor Who sort of 70s and 80s sweep, but without without a Doctor to call my own, really. Hilsey. I beg your pardon? My name is Hilsey. Well, nice to meet you, Hilsey. But how have you survived here all this time? So hungry. I thought, I thought I would starve. But these cyber parts have kept me alive. But why did the Cybermen leave? All I know is the Cybermen have returned to Isos too. That is what I was, sorry. That is why I was trying to warn you. The Cybermen have come back, and if they find you, they'll turn you into one of them. Okay, thank you very much. So, uh, Kieran, you can have a rest after that splendid performance. Let's go on to scene 27. Alam is very businesslike. He's a bit younger than Enab, uh, I think, and he takes things very seriously, but there's a moment where he kind of gets off the spaceship and he's a little he's quite relieved keen to prove himself but he I mean there's not much of Alan later on but I think he's always there shooting very accurately there's a there's a stage direction that's, that says so accurate and so highly trained are the um, the ISON troops that they each hit uh, the Cybermen obviously it's no effect but I imagine that Alan is uh, he's a crack shot ah that sweet air yeah, not bad after being cooped up in that ship. Still picking up that energy reading? Uh, yeah, towards the city. Come on, then. Let's find out what it is. There's a line towards the end, which I've yet to record, but I'm very much looking forward to, which is, I have destroyed the Cybermen! And I thought that's so fantastic. I get to do that on my very first, well, hopefully first of a few. I'm Rachel Bavage, and I play Captain Seru, who is the captain of the Braxos, which is an ice on ship. I, I originally came from a planet called Earth. Earth? You've heard of it? Well, we know of it. An underdeveloped planet, many systems from here. We, we charted it during our many exploratory missions. 
But the people of Earth haven't yet developed interplanetary travel. Uh, well, uh, perhaps not all of them. Uh, but, but you see, the reason I came here from Earth was to, well, to, to follow the surviving ship from a fleet of invading aliens who'd attempted to conquer the Earth. Invading aliens? Yes. And it occurs to me that those same aliens might be responsible for the disappearance of your colony. Who are these aliens? They are known as Cybermen. Captain Seru is... We never told any description, so I imagine she's very humanoid. And she uh, is in charge of her ship. They've come to find colonists who disappeared five years ago, find out what happened there. She's authoritative, she's firm. I do wonder if she gets slightly annoyed by her inferior Enab. But I think they're tough, they're loyal. They are, first of all, very suspicious of the Doctor, and then they quickly realise he's on their side, so they, they want to offer him help. But she's slightly naive in thinking that they can fight off the Cybermen, which makes me chuckle. Doing action on audio is fun but quite difficult because you've got to remember not to knock anything over or touch anything or create noise. And that can be challenging at times. Um, but it's, it, you know, it adds an extra layer. It's the breath. It's the feeling of movement, which is really helpful to the, to the listener. Richard James, who I've been chatting to for quite some time, who, you know, has had involvement in Jerry Anderson stuff and, and knows my friend Jamie Anderson. I thought it was about time to, to give him a go. And it's been been lovely, lovely chat. I'm Richard James and I'm playing Officer Enab. The two traces are completely different. Enab, did you know this? Well, uh, uh, Captain, we hadn't yet processed the... Uh, I mean, in other words, no. Well, never mind. We can't all be geniuses, Officer Enab. I do know Big Finish. And uh, yes, I live slightly outside London uh, in a sleepy village in, in Berkshire. And whenever I have to come into town for auditions and so on, Big Finish is always on my iPod. So it was an absolute thrill uh, to uh, be reading a script on the way in rather than uh, listening to an adventure. It's an absolute thrill. In many ways, I've had to leave my fan at the door because, of course, I can't go into the sound booths and bounce off the walls with glee like I'd, uh, I would love to. Uh, so I have to be very calm and very professional. But, of course, part of me is uh, listening to what's going on in, inside my mind and uh, jumping up and down with joy at hearing Fraser's wonderful uh, Patrick Troughton Second Doctor impersonation and being in the booth right next to Wendy. It's, uh, it's an absolute thrill for me. Enab is described in the script, I think, as being a ruthless efficient and suspicious, all of which uh, adjectives, I suppose, could be applied to me in certain circumstances. It's been very interesting playing a military man because it's not the sort of role I, I, I often play. I'm more uh, suited to sort of mild-mannered vicars and doctors. I play sort of quirky neighbours and things like that. So actually to be given uh, a gun, a blaster, even though it's in audio only, and to wield it and shoot it and to shout orders to my team has, uh, has been quite a departure. It's, it's been very good, interesting. My other link with sci-fi is uh, quite an old one now, actually, 20 years ago. Uh, one of my first jobs out of drama school was playing a role in a Jerry Anderson production. It was called Space Precinct. Uh, we did 24 episodes, filmed over a year at Pinewood Studios, and I played a, uh, well, an alien police officer beneath uh, sort of six inches of uh, of latex makeup, completely unrecognisable, but great fun nonetheless, as you can imagine. I wanted to experiment with the specific way that Patrick Troughton's stories were told in that latter part of his uh, era, because 
it's no secret really that they were having lots of trouble with scripts, weren't they? And so things were being written quite quickly. So there's great brevity and lack of deep texture to the stories from that particular time. You know what I mean? So they're very simple boys' own adventures, and there's a lot. They're a lot about hiding in the dark and things jumping out and people struggling around and trying to escape. And it's all about peril and 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 not so much about complex story ideas. I suppose I did put in a bit of a complex story idea with the sort of hyperspatial what's it, but um, this story is mainly about yeah being shot at, hiding, getting away, and all that sort of stuff. Do you know what? When I first read it, I thought this is like a story that we might well have done back in the sixties. This isn't rude, but it's a simple story. It's a very simple story, and it's got Cybermen in it, and. Uh, you know, what's not to love. I'm always asked, what's your favourite villain? And it's not Daleks or Ice It's always the Cybermen, because to me, they were always taller than us, and their eyes were always just those two dots. There was no emotion ever. Uh, whereas with the Ice Warriors, you know, you could see the, the latex skin of a, an actor's chin. But with the Cybermen, no, they were just motionless. Are you ready with my ring motions? I am okay. on offering. Gotcha. OK, Fraser, yep. and cue. Then... From directly outside the compartment door she'd been dragged through, Zoe heard... The whole business of recreating the Cyberman voices is quite problematic because... Everyone knows, I guess, that the best Cyberman voices were the Moonbase and Tomb of the Cybermen, but those were done with an, an electro-larynx thing. But Peter Hawkins, who did the voices, got a bit of a headache and I think nausea from doing them because of the sort of vibrations it sets off in your skull. And I've had the same experience using one of these devices. But anyway, the Cyberman voices by the time they got to the invasion were done on a ring modulator at a very odd setting. So they sounded all squeaky, which is the same ring modulator setting I used for doing the Cybermen in the new series, the first new series, Cybermen, not, not the new, new series ones. And uh, so the way to counteract that kind of squeakiness is to pitch your own voice very, very low. So I'm sort of doing that but with the delivery of the Cybermen in the invasion. But as you know, they, they hardly spoke in the invasion. So, I've got two types of Cybermen, the invasion Cybermen and the Cyber Controller, very similar to the one from Tomb of the Cybermen. Doing scenes with the Cybermen is absolutely amazing. I mean, I'm feeling the, uh, the hairs on the back of my neck standing up now as I think about it, seeing Nick in the booth next to me uh, giving his Cyberman, and, uh, and to hear that voice over the, over the cans is, is just extraordinary. Today we're in the studio, and I said to Nick, who, who was directing, I said, I think I should say something here, because that reminds me when I jumped onto the railway line in the Yeti, I think I should say that, you know, oh, of course, yes, it's the, the, the web of fear. When his line was he was hoping there weren't any yeti lurking around. And I said, it'd be better if I said that. Oh, no, I hope there's no yeti. Because there, and he said, oh, yeah, I've got... So, yeah, I have total recall because it's good... Well, three happy years, you know, you remember the good times, you don't remember the bad times. They always say the Doctor Who family is us lot that were on telly, but actually this has become a bit of a family now and it's always a joy to come back, even though I get tongue-tied a lot of the time. 
Just go to bigfinish.com and type ISOS, I-S-O-S, into the search pane at the top to journey back to the late 1960s and some metal man action. Just a reminder that it will soon be time to tease you with the first 15 minutes of Stranded 4 and an episode entitled Crossed Lines by the marvellous Matt Fitton. Uh, But first... It's the Randomoid Selectatron offering you a 25% discount on a randomly selected <laughs> finished release. He's I got dying. Bit, I got He's ch- dying. I got a bit choked up about that. Sorry. Fetch the water. Fetch the water. Fire, 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 fire. Nick is burning. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, what have we got? Come on. Uh, number one, Doctor Who, Time War One. Time War. On brand, Rand, with an eighth Doctor release. I promise, honestly, I promise people... This is random. It's 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 not planned at all. It is random. Wow, um, amazing. Now, listen, let's have the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. The Eighth Doctor. The Time War. Volume 1. Welcome aboard the space cruiser Theseus. We're on a cruise liner. But there's no glass. That's space out there. Please have your tickets and boarding passes ready. Why aren't we dead? Because I doubt they would sell many tickets for the cruise if it killed people. Sensors indicate the enemy TARDIS we have pursued. Destroy it! I obey! This feels different somehow. Doctor, we're on holiday, remember? Ripples are becoming waves crashing onto the shore. Meaning? That something wicked this way comes. Big finish. We love stories. It's worth noting as well that if you want to, um, if you want to use the randomoid selectron yourself, you can actually just type into Google randomoid selectron, mm-hmm. uh, which is what I do every week because I can never actually remember the URL. If you type randomoid <laughs> selectron in, and then it's the second link down, it says Big Finish randomoid selectron, and you can actually use that as made by the wonderful Hannah Newman. You can use that to get your own random releases, but without the discount, obviously. Um, but yes, it's a time time yeah. war one. Um, it features uh, Raki Thakra playing Bliss. Well, so I, this is uh, one that I really loved because it was my first time ever doing the Daleks, oh, working wow. with you. I think it was the first time I ever did anything with you in it in it as well. So very important for me. Is this the one where you enter the studio? Um, I have been in the studio for a time war. Yeah, because I remember you didn't you do an interview with Raki Thakra that you accidentally didn't <laughs> record. I did that ruddy thing where um where you know when you you click the um you have the recorder and yeah. you, you click the button and it stops the recording. Then when you finish the interview, you click it and it starts recording. Yes. So you just you can just hear it's that classic thing. We've all done it. You hear that bit where you go, Well, thank you very much. That was <laughs> you just oh, for goodness sake. So it was very, very annoying. But um but such is life. Such as such is life. Made the cause as they say. But um but it's great release, great fun. This one, great, really exciting to to do the first of the Time War stuff as well. And Racky was so brilliant. Such I love Racky. Oh. She's a lovely, a lovely human being. It's just such a nice person. Yeah. Um, and the way she plays the part, I just think is really fun because she's she's a real um, she's a real match. She's clever, but she's a real match for the Doctor at the same time. Yeah. She's kind of yeah. not, you know, she's she's bright as a button and willing to. To stick up for herself um 
but I just I love I love I'm very honest very attached to this box set I love it uh, it was great fun to work on and I believe as well uh, has the fantastic Jacqueline Pierce in it as yeah. well as a Lystra um, still my favourite moment is the outtake of her saying um, we must stop the Daleks <laughs> um, <laughs> it was fantastic um, oh dear uh, Raki's a master of the uh, um, deadpan isn't she she really is she really is she's well a, she's you know Raki hot tipped as well uh, in the past has been in the running so pe- for people thinking she could be the next doctor oh yeah uh, I've, I've seen that in the papers a few times well that would be brilliant because she's so good yeah. she's fab absolutely fab we have no inside information folks just in case you think that we're, no, that you, no. we're highly connected or something we're not no uh, the, the next doctor's clearly going to be john goodman um that's one for the mirror if they want to pick that one up um who's john goodman it's an actor john goodman you know he's mr voiceover he, no oh Google john goodman the american john, guy yeah, john yeah, yeah, yeah i just plucked the first actor i could think of in my mind and it just happened to be john goodman <laughs> oh well, um, if you're right imagine if i was um, <laughs> that would be a strange day i mean not you being right i mean that if john goodman was cast as the doctor <laughs> john goodman is doctor who and um, it's shock horror the voice of the daleks nick briggs doesn't know who he is for at least 30 <laughs> seconds because <laughs> he's getting old that's front page of the front page of the daily mail there yeah yeah it's obviously a big story um listen while i email jackie emery at big finish to make sure she knows which release to attach the offer to benji please explain how you get the 25 percent discount on time war one it'd be an absolute pleasure for me to do so uh all you need to do is go to bigfinish.com when you type that in get the nice little menu at the top go to the podcast page on podcasts you click read more and then if you do read more it'll say the randomized selection also features offering you a 25 percent reduction on the selected release just click here and enter the code buck up and the code buck up is b-u-c-k-u-p all capital letters buck up uh, no spaces no punctuation none of that none of that enter back back up enter buck up and you'll get your discount simples simples very good what can i say i sorry i'm a bit behind on my emailing oh, aren't we all jackie aren't we all, there we are ran i'm just i'm just enjoying looking behind you nick to see a keyboard a mic stand and a lawnmower <laughs> I just like to—I just like to imagine that you've used all of those in in some kind of recording session uh, for this weekend. Well, I'll tell you, there's there's not usually um, a lawnmower in here, but we had a, we got a little sort of shed at the side of the house, as opposed to the shed I'm recording in, uh, that has garden things in. But we're having it rebuilt, okay. so uh. so various things have been. The house is full of all sorts of detritus from it uh, but these big bits of detritus there's also a work workbench just over there just leaning there Ooh, yes. yeah and that it's one of those fold uppy ones you know black and decker yeah probably a uh, bit of advertising there folks um and uh, other other work tool desks are available <laughs> yeah mcallister b&q's own brands uh he's going dewalt yeah, yeah but yes yeah. there was a funny smell of cut grass in here the other day and i thought what is oh there's a lawnmower in here that's why <laughs> that's why dope well there you have it i've sent the email everything's sorted um nice one ran we enjoyed that. Um, next week's podcast is strangely entitled First Doctor War, what? And features 
Doctor of War, starring Colin Baker as an alternate version of his incarnation, Born in the Fires of War, plus our brand new First Doctor adventures. There'll be an in-depth interview with the new First Doctor, Stephen Noonan, which I did specially for the podcast after the recording, and frankly, so much more! Three exclamation marks. Well, just time now to thank you once again for listening and continuing to support our audio endeavours. Please, whatever you do, don't forget to rate, review, subscribe and pass the word around about Big Finish. Oh, it's so marvellous. Well, it's been a pleasure, Nick. I've Mm. been enjoying sitting in this chair talking all things tea uh, from me. uh, It's Big Finish for the love of stories. Goodbye. For the love of stories. Time now for Doctor Who Stranded Crossed Lines by Matt Fitton and starring Paul McGann as the Eighth Doctor. What do you mean? Gone. Andy, we... we couldn't reach him in time. But what does that mean? What happened to him? Did he die? Everyone died. The whole human race. No, that's what you went there to stop. We couldn't. Oh, being there, I think it made it happen. Doctor? I know it's a lot to take in. Robin, he did this. I did this. I need to find him. Fix things. Hold on, I thought we'd come back to regroup, to try and make sense of it all. Mm. Oh, excellent tea, Helen. That's what I needed. Now I've got you home safely, I'm going back. Back where? You've only just left him. Doctor, wait for me. I thought you'd be glad to be home with Tanya. Well, if anyone wants to tag along, you're welcome. But you'll have to hurry. It won't take long to work out coordinates. We can't let him go. Not on his own. Not like this. His mind's all over the place. Tanya can't travel in the TARDIS. Don't speak for me, please. I saw you die in my arms. We start messing with your timeline again. Anything could happen. And you? Are you suddenly immortal? What happened to me might happen to you. It happened to Andy. Look, Argo, you two just wait here for now. I'll try and convince him to reconsider. Doctor, wait, I'm coming. Well, I guess that means we're staying. Yeah, guess it does. I can't uh, blame the others for opting out. Another bumpy ride from those looking things. It's not that, you know what happened before. Tanya died in the future. Which we came back and prevented. I think. I just need to do the same again on a different scale. Doctor, we just tried to stop something and made it happen in the process. I'll do it better this time. This is all guesswork. Shouldn't you take some time? Work out a plan? Time? I've had nothing but time. All these wasted months. Every trip we take, we break somebody else's life. Exactly. It's a question of finding precisely the right point of intervention. Aha. Intervention? Doctor, what about Andy? Won't you please listen? One thing I do know, the time for doing nothing is over. 
why don't you let me do this, old girl? You see? Even the TARDIS thinks it's a bad idea. Nonsense. She's still a little rusty. This is a very precise, very delicate maneuver. Why? Where are you aiming for? Back to that space station? Or where you left Robin? No, we've already trodden that path. If I want to do some good, I should start a little sooner. There we go. Got it. Oh, this isn't right. We've just moved outside the house and along Baker Street. At least the TARDIS chose a discreet alleyway. Outside the house, along the street, and a couple of months back in time. We shouldn't be here. Of course we shouldn't. Aren't we in danger of meeting ourselves? Isn't that terribly dangerous? Yes. And yes. No, but I mean we shouldn't be here. Euston is a mile or so that way. Euston? Wait, that taxi, that, that's Robin and his father. We all have a train to catch. Doctor, this is ridiculous. I'll keep temporal coordinates locked. The TARDIS can focus on the spatial differential. She's always moody about little hops. You coming? No, I don't think interfering in Robin's past is a good idea. It's an excellent idea. What's more, it's the only one I've got right now. Doctor. I'm going with or without you, Helen. Please, stop. Just stop. All right, wait here. I shan't be long. Doctor! Oh, you infuriating man! Of course, it poured down all week. Now it is. Helen, why are you loitering down here? Have you been home? Oh. Was that the TARDIS just now? Tanya! Uh, hello? They'll be back. Helen's the sensible one. She'll talk him out of doing anything stupid. Even Helen won't be able to... Ah! Oh! Oh, that... Ah, that's really... Really... Oh! Oh! Tanya, ah, what's wrong? I... I remember something. Something that didn't happen. Not until this very second. And now it did! What? Ah, right after Robin and Ken left, I ran into Helen. Only I, I shouldn't have. Ah, oh, oh, this is weird. Why? What's so strange about seeing her then? Uh, no, no, no. I mean, it was ah, Helen, Helen from the future, from the now. I, oh, I, I need to sit down. Oh, ah. How do you know? Because she told me. I don't, I don't understand. Why do I feel that this is new information? Because she's only just left. Oh. You know what this means. Oh, that I'm seriously losing it? No. Well, yes. I mean, I've seen this before. With Tony. Ron thought he was confused. But their past was changing. Liv? Tell me! Everything we've been through. All that training you won't tell me about. Didn't they cover time distortion? Alternate realities? No, I must have been off sick that day. But not the day they covered temporal stasis bombs. Oh, okay, that, that, that's fair. Never mind. What else did Helen tell you? I can't. It's hazy. Because it's only happening now. <sighs> You're getting new memories because Helen's changing the past as we speak. That's where she went with the Doctor. How? It's, it's months ago. It's been and gone. Don't you see? The past isn't fixed. So neither's the future. We can change things. Ah! 
another, another memory. Uh, the, the, the cafe. I was going to the cafe. Your life's being rewritten. From what Tony went through, it's not good. He was lucky. We don't know how this kind of thing affects the mind. No, 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 not the cafe. We, we never made it. We need help. We need <sighs> experts. <sighs> what about your lot? Oh, Andy said that they were gone. He kept me out of it. He was... He was kind like that. Oh. I'm so sorry, Tanya. It's a risk. In our line of work, we lose people. But Andy, I thought he'd be there forever. Oh! Steady. Oh! So where did you go? Uh, something about the tube? Um, a train? It's like the floor's shifting under me. Okay, who can we ask if the doctor's not here? Oh, we know this is his fault. Yes. Got it. We're going out. Trafalgar Square. What about, what about all the mess? Leave it. I don't know exactly how this works, but I know a man who might. I was going for some of those gorgeous pastries. Bedtime snack. Oh, right. Well, they'll be stale by now. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit later than I thought. Another time trip? Something like that. <laughs> How did it go with the estate agent? It shouldn't take long to get new tenants for number five. Not if you keep the rent down. Is that where I went? Yes, I did. And I've not been home. That's a relief. Helen, is everything all right? Where should I go? What did I do? Late night shopping? Has something happened? You're not making much sense. Um, I need your help. I have to get to Euston rather quickly and find a train. Right. Okay, uh, say no more. I understand. What is it? But there's another you across the street. Just got off the bus on Marylebone Road. Maybe you've just been to the station? Look, Tanya, there's something I should probably tell you. Is she an alien duplicate? No. And we should probably move uh, to avoid meeting her. Are you an alien duplicate? No. I'm from the future. Uh, and it's not often I get to say that. Right. Uh, it's not the weirdest thing to happen this week. Did you see where that other me went? She's waiting at the crossing. Come on, we can cut through the underpass to the tube. W what happens if you meet? I don't know. But it's not something the doctor encourages. Come on, I thought you'd be chomping at the bit. That's it. Almost there. I know what I'm doing, old girl. Can't have you doubted me too. Who are we looking for? Someone who works at the National Gallery? He's a curator. Helen saw him a few more times than me. He's a very strange man. Yeah, because we need more of them in our lives. That's the thing. He's strange in a really familiar way. How are you feeling? I'm a bit unsteady. Helen wanted to get to Euston. She had to catch a train. My brain's on spin cycle. Every so often it stops, changes direction. You really think this guy can help? He gives the impression he knows a lot more than he's letting on. About the TARDIS and about the Doctor. I mean, we came back once or twice, but never found him again. Or the door to his undergallery, which seemed uh, weird. Why should this time be any different? Because we need him. Helen always thought he'd be feeding the pigeons. Look for flocks of 
greedy birds. Over there. <sighs> Thank you for this. I hoped your training might help. I need to find Robin's train. I'll get tickets at the station. Perks of an expense account. <laughs> We've a good half hour till boarding. How far ahead are you from? Not far. A few months. And that barren future Earth, any idea what caused it yet? I'm not sure how much I should say. Sorry. No problem. I guess it means the TARDIS keeps working. And Liv? She's fine. You're fine. We're all... You know... Fine? It's tricky. The next station is Euston Square. That'll be us. He didn't want to be involved. I'm surprised you lot don't know about him already. Excuse me. Hmm? What? Oh, that depends entirely on what you might have done. Um, uh, yeah, right. Have you seen an older gent around here feeding the birds? Walks with a stick. <coughs> Quite a few people might fit that description. Hmm? No, sorry. It's not you I'm after. Are you sure, Miss Chenka? I beg your pardon? You keep asking for forgiveness. That rather makes me wonder what you've been up to. Is this him? Antania Bell of Torchwood. Delighted to make your acquaintance. No, this isn't him. I've met him. He was a totally different... Oh. The proverbial penny is making its descent. As I say, you've no idea how many of us there might be. Come along. It can't be, can it? Well, we're here now, and he seems to know us. That's all we need. Another one. to spare. I'd best keep you tucked away and hope no one asks to see my ticket. Back to your top bunk. <sighs> Robin, if you'd give me a hand when I asked, where have you put your stuff? Here. Sorry, I'm just in the way again. Look, mate, this is a big chance for us. Okay, okay. I'll stay up here. I thought there was Wi-Fi. I can't log in. What are you trying to do? Can't be that urgent. It's an aptitude thing. A follow-up on that intelligence test. Bet you aced it. IQ off the scale. You get that from your mother. Is that why she's not here? So, do you win anything? Just the chance to keep going. It's an influencer thing. How much is it going to cost me? Nothing. I think it's like a charity. Really? Who are they? Divine intervention. Sounds a bit culty. I think it's ironic. The whole idea is we determine the future for ourselves, you see. They do all sorts of stuff with focus groups, opinion formers. I can show you the website. Look. Uh, in a minute, mate. 
I, I should get this. Does that work? At this time? Kind of. Hello, Mr. B? Yep, all aboard. We'll be on our way soon.